On this episode of the DTS Podcast, summer movie time is upon us. Sony and Microsoft team up. The Last of Us 2 is wrapping up. New Star Trek stuff. New Star Wars stuff. New John Wick stuff. Tiger is going to win the PGA Tour. Book it. Update on the game of Game of Thrones. What we've been watching and what we've been playing. All that and more right now on the DTS podcast. Hello and welcome to the DTS podcast. Uh, Derek's name's first. Hello, I am Derek. I am Tony. Welcome to the show. This is our show, which is the DTS. That's Tony and Derek's nope. show. It's not the Ted's show, the Tids show. It's the DTS <laughs> podcast. Uh, we might get more. Uh, we might get more views if we had Tids. I, <laughs> well, I mean, we have Tids. We just don't show them. <laughs> they're, they're, the they're more man Tids, though. Yeah. Nobody wants to see those. No, not at all. Uh, it's Thursday. We're back at it again. Uh, yep. We've been pretty. I would say I I would like to commend you, sir. Okay. And uh, about something pretty quickly. Oh, uh, I've, I've been I've been podcasting a long time. Okay. You and I've been friends friends for quite a long time, and we had this we have had this discussion of doing a podcast for uh, what would you say two years? Yeah, I'd say that's probably probably about couple, right. Couple couple of years we've talked about it, and you always told me you know you know once I, you sound like a mafia man. Once once I get out of the game, man, we'll go, we'll go do the show, man. <laughs> I'll go be the best fuck world, man. Go do this thing, and I'm just oh yeah, man. We're definitely going to do it, dog. We're going to do it. And uh, and I got to commend you, man. We have been pretty consistent, and you have uh, seen it through to make sure that we have done the show. And and I got to tell you, man, I, it's a it. I have a hell of a time doing the show with you. So thank you. You're, oh. you're doing a great job. Thanks. That's that's Derek's beer talk, and he's drinking a King Sue. I mean, it's true feelings, but yeah, I'm definitely drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I do love you. You, you uh, might be a little bitch, but I definitely love you. Okay, I love you too. I guess. <laughs> All right, good. Man, uh, welcome, know, man welcome love. to the show, man love. It's guy love between two guys. Oh, this fucking water's getting me so drunk. <laughs> I'm getting so hydrated right now. That's like I could just drink this bottle of ranch instead. Oh, I, I had a, Why do you have a bottle of ranch? <laughs> I had a frozen pizza for dinner, which is also right here oh, in my little. Oh like, my god, you're one of those sickos that put ranch on pizza. Just frozen pizza, not every pizza. Just shitty frozen pizza. Do you heat the pizza up first? <laughs> I don't eat cold. Yeah, no. So I, I had a, I had a really quick dinner tonight. The the wife's grandma showed up with a uh, roast, and God love her grandmother. Her roast is horrific. Oh, it's real bad. Um, so I made a frozen pizza, and uh, I ate seven of the eight, seven of the eight slices. Wow, couldn't finish it, huh? I I could have, but I told myself I shouldn't because maybe I won't feel as fat. But. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I put the pizza <laughs> down here where, like, I got a computer desk here, and I've got, like, a little keyboard, like, drawer here, but I put the pizza where this <laughs> is, so I can slide uh, the pizza out and eat it while I was recording the other show. It's, uh, it's a pretty uh, good invention. You know what Good Mythical Morning is? I do, yeah. We watch Good Mythical Morning in this yeah. household. Uh, so, they had an episode this week. Good uh, Mythical Morning. Yeah. Yeah, that one. They had an episode this week, and somehow it came up that one of uh, Rhett's, like, childhood friends used to put like hot pockets in his frozen hot pockets in his pants what was 
So the, the, I, we watched the episode, too. It was one of the original interns of the show would take a frozen Hot Pocket in the morning, put it in his pocket, yeah, and yeah, let yeah. it throughout the day. Right. And she would eat it for lunch. So I used to have a buddy. Perfect. I used to, well, I, I wouldn't say buddy, but I knew this kid in high school that did that. Yeah, who did that. Uh, he would, his name was Jason Parker. He probably doesn't listen to the show, so whatever. But sure. he was he was kind of fucked up in the head, and uh, he definitely he, listens now. <laughs> he used to do that. He would he would take hot pockets and he would like walk around with them in his coat uh, and then eat them during lunch, and people would get freaked out about it. And you know, Jason probably a good guy. I don't know what he's doing these days. The point is, I tried to look him up on Facebook, couldn't find him. Um, could be dead. I'm not sure, but. You know, so the, oh, the the guy's already not popular, right? Because he's he's carrying around hot pockets. He's eating, he's eating weird hot hot yeah. pockets, and yeah. it's not like he's even trying to hide it. People know he's doing. Is it. he was he a weird guy that always wore like he was the guy that always wore a coat, even if it was hot outside? Is yeah, that kind guy? of, kind of. You know, this yeah. is like before people got shot up in school a lot, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But sure. so uh, he would do that. What made it worse is what in high school he started dating the other weirdest person in school. <laughs> This girl that would like rip out her hair and eat it, shut the which fuck is, up. Which is like a medical condition. People do this. Yeah. It's very rare. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you got the weirdest kid in school. The weirdest dude starts dating the weirdest chick. They went to prom together and everything. But anyway, that's that's a little. I spice that meet the ball for you. You didn't let him have kids, did you? Oh man, I don't think so. Are you sure? You know, we should. <laughs> we should have. We should have a like the Tell Them Steve Day podcast. We should have like an overkill episode because yeah. yep. my my overkill topic would be that we should have population control in this world. I mean, I would I, I would uh, I would follow you down that road. I'd see where it went. I don't know if I'd go all the way, but I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, take, I'd take a listen. You t- you take your horse to that old town road. I would take my old town road. Yeah, I'd okay. take but it you maybe wouldn't road. ride it till you couldn't no more. I, I might not ride it till I can't no more, okay. and I might not have. The horse stock attached. I'm just saying. I got you. I got you. Let's jump right into it, into the show proper, right? Yes. It is the summer movie season, even though summer yeah. isn't here for like another month and a half. We're we're in May, which is a. I mean, I, I think the signaling of new movie, like big movie season, was Avengers, right? Sure. Yeah, that's the first one. I yep. got a list. I mean, there's t- obviously tons of movies that come out every week. I put a list together of some of the kind of the bigger ones um, that are going to draw some attention. And we're just going to, I thought it'd be fun to go yay or nay. If you're, and if you're going to see these, first of all. Is this, this isn't chronological either. This is just kind of wherever, right? Uh, these are mostly when based on when they come out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so. There might be kind of scattered in there, but is this is this whether I want to see them or if I'm going to see them? This is whether or not you want to see them, and then if uh-huh. you're going to do it in theater, or if you're going to do it on Blu-ray, rental, okay. whatever, right? Okay. Digital. All right, yeah, I'm with you. So obviously, the first one was Avengers. We both saw that. Fuck, that was a fucking yay. Yeah, I still had to go see it a second time with the uh, the oldest kid, but we're almost three weeks outside of it being released now. It's yep. getting really. I saw it a second sports. time, actually, in the biggest theater in in uh, here in Iowa. Yeah, in the Waukee, the, the new one in Waukee, and uh, it was better the second time. In all Good. honesty, so yeah, um, you, you can really sit back and appreciate it once you're relaxed a little bit. Once you're past the fact that Tony Stark rhymes with red and bread and <laughs> some other things, um, that was a good meme, right? Anyway. It was- <laughs> uh, yeah. Movie that came out last uh, week was Detective Pikachu. Yeah. 
I, I would like to see De- Detective Pikachu myself. The kids would like to go see Detective Pikachu also. Yeah. The, re- the reviews were a little lukewarm on Detective Pikachu, which made For me a sure. little... Made me a little sad, but it's definitely geared towards children is what everyone said out of it. Um, yeah. It's definitely not the uh, Pokemon movie that I think the fanboys or the video game community, as such as myself, were expecting. Um, but definitely yeah. still a good movie. Yeah. This isn't like Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, you know? Yeah, it's, it's um, tamed down Deadpool. This is probably a movie that will end up Blu-raying or, uh, or, or um, plexing, if, yeah. uh, if you will. I like the idea of going and seeing... The first like really large budget Pokemon movie yeah, in theaters. Um, that said, definitely gonna be uh, it's gonna be a Blu-ray pickup. I'm sure, sure. there's gonna be like a cool ass collectible. Um, Fuck yeah, 4K Blu-ray or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yep. So I mean they they've certainly done that in the past. And you know what? If you have some of the promo cards that came with the very first Pokemon the movie, um, that that shit's worth money. Promo cards in like original condition, they they go for a few bucks. So, wow, I didn't know that. Heads up on that, save it. Um, I like the. I've always thought about like, oh, I like the idea of saving something that I think might be collectible one day. Like as an example, here's my Avengers (laughs) cup. I I saved I saved one of these because I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That might be collectible one day. But I don't know that I'm committed to wait like. 30 fucking years to know if it's collectible. I, I have my Star Wars Force Awakens cup from when we saw it right, years, years too, ago, yeah. right, across the, right across from me right now. Yeah. I have a whole shelf full of Batman bullshit that's probably not going to be worth anything, but I have it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and God, there's, what, 1.4 billion people that got this yeah, goddamn yeah, cup. So. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, you, are not, you are not special, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, opening this week is the Yon Wick tray. Yeah, John Wick 3. Uh, I recently watched John Wick 2, like, the other week, um, and it's a badass movie, and this one's supposed to step it up, so. Yeah, apparently, I mean, it's weird for movie series or movies to just get better as they get sequels, because most of the time as you sequelize things, it gets worse. But the same director for all three has been the same. Mm -hmm. I believe the same cinematographer, so, like, they've had really good luck to keep all this cast and crew together, which is why I think these movies continue to get better. I'm all in on John Wick riding a horse and fucking people up, so I would love to see John Wick 3. I don't know that I'll get the chance to, um, but I love the John Wick movies. I think they are some of the best action shit we get uh, on a semi-regular basis. Yeah, the original John Wick, the wife and I saw in theaters at Flick's Brewhouse. And, um, How do you not see it? Hey, this guy's dog got killed. He's going to fuck up everybody. You're like, well, fuck. do you remember the hype around that show? <laughs> like, oh, people are like, this yeah, is going to suck. Oh, dude, I was like, this might be like B, B movie good as Keanu. And then you see it and you're like, oh, no, this is yeah. like real good. Yeah. He was on, uh, you know, doing the media circuit last week oh, or the sure. week before, and he talked about. Uh, about what you're saying with the movies being better. And he talked about, you know, everyone he gets to continue to train and everyone he's becoming like more of a real life badass. Um, right. You know, training in jujitsu and gun combat and all this different stuff. So uh, it, it, clearly it seems like Keanu is having fun with it too. Yeah. And I like the way the films are shot. That's probably my favorite thing is they're not right. like that really close up shaky cam where you can't, it's just, <laughs> Cut, 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 cut. Like, yep. it's a single shot, and he's, like, fucking these dudes up. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a pure, like, juiced action movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. At its purest form, it is just an action movie, and it's not trying to be anything more than that. It's just, here's some story. Here's John Wick fucking people up, this time yeah. with Halle Berry and dogs. John Wick is the original Night King. 
<laughs> Get it? Yeah, you got it. He killed Theon Greyjoy, by the way. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, next on the list, definitely. Yeah, so I think we're both in agreement. It's gonna be a yes. it's gonna be a movie one, right? Yep. I have the two first ones, the Steelbooks from Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I probably plan on picking that up, Steelbook as well. Yep. Um, how about Aladdin? I'm all in, but I got to convince the wife. I I was very not all in when I originally heard, originally saw the genie. When I heard Will Smith, I I'm a big big Will Smith fan. Okay. So I'm like fuck yeah, love Will Smith, all about it, right? And then I see the blue genie, and I'm like, yeah. maybe not. And then I see like the human form that he takes in the movie, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, and then I watched like uh, watched a few clips recently that they've been putting out of the the songs in the movie. And man, I'm I love Aladdin, so I'm 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 there theater. It it feels like they can't fuck this up. Like the the studio and they have just a really good track record of adapting these movies. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of agree. I'm a little nervous about the Will Smith thing because he really hasn't put out anything good for. for I, I don't even know. I am Legend, maybe. 2007 yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it's been uh, a while it's been yeah it's it's been a long time and what was that I, superhero movie he did that they were supposed to do a sequel to hancock and, that was yeah, yeah charlie right. theron and uh was it jason bateman was her husband yeah 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 i that, really I, liked that might have been before i am legend though i can't remember it was remember. I, but it was like same year i think 2007 okay. Yeah, he yeah. was killing it back in the day, man. 2006, 2007, um, 2008 Will Smith was just Bad Boys 3. Uh, that was that was all right. Guaranteed Guaranteed 100 million dollar at the box office guy. Yeah. Uh, Bad Boys 3 though, brother. Yep. All Is about that, it. That's not coming out this year, right? No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay. But, but it, it still got released. Uh, or got announced. It got announced as a confirmed thing, yeah. Yeah. Bad Boys is a big big part of my life in, in the Bad Boys years. 3, but called bad boys for life which seems like the right number to use on a four <laughs> whatever yeah. who am i to judge they're both gonna die before that happens i mean right. that would well, spanned almost 30 years so and talk about a guy who had some some high highs and some low lows i used Mark to love blue Chris. streak man i used to watch blue streak all the time i watched blue streak in that uh what was, was it first night yeah yeah i watched yeah, both of those religiously a lot yeah martin was a great show too really was yeah. martin was a phenomenal show um okay aladdin Aladdin's i think the- i think i'm gonna try to see it in the theater you know but we have five kids so two adults five kids plus drinks and popcorn this could easily turn into like a hundred dollar adventure so oh, you're looking at one buck fifty with friends what oh yeah, you're yeah, yeah. At least a buck, a buck fifty oh, with friends. No. no my kids aren't allowed to have friends <laughs> they have five of each other so you know, that's how I feel about good, it. Good dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will see about taking them. I, it's going to have to be a Saturday or Sunday matinee deal, though. That that's more um, of a that's more of a Tuesday kind of deal for me for a dirt cheap kind of thing. Friday or Saturday and Sunday matinees at the at the Fridley here in the Indianola are like five bucks, so they're they're pretty inexpensive, and they have pretty cheap concessions as well. So, um, a movie that I'm actually like low-key super hype for that i want to see in theaters is godzilla king of the monsters did you see the first one though yeah with uh with brian cranston i did not see it was real good we went to we went to the one of actually one of our first date dates the wife and i we went to the newton uh drive-in and saw it Um, oh and it was it was a double feature that and that uh that really shitty movie with uh uh, Seth uh, Rogen, where he it, like he's neighbors with the frat kids, Zac Efron. 
Oh, uh, uh, I don't yeah. remember what that's I, I like that first. I like the first one. Yeah. And Sorority. They made school, yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but that was a double um, feature. And yeah. we went to see it for the Zac Efron Seth movie, but we ended up liking the Godzilla movie way more. Yeah, the first um, movie's good. The second one was not so good. The Zac, Zac Efron thing? Yeah. It's called yep, Neighbors yep. or something like that. But Is it Neighbors? It might be Neighbors. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, too. I'm yeah. hyped for this because like, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that looked as like this is like Pacific this Rim level visu- dope. Visually stunning, it looks right. like in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim set a standard like eight or ten years ago, and this is this Falling is really bringing footsteps. it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Godzilla franchise too. I could geek out about Godzilla going back to like the 50s. Um, so I'm hyped for that. Probably going to be what, a theater what, one for me. Maybe your, by myself. Yeah, it might be by yourself. Who's your favorite Godzilla foe? Is it Mothra? No, no. I like I like. Uh, uh, Mothra's the only one I know. So. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, the three headed dragon, Hydragon or whatever his name is. Um, that's that's part of my problem is I watched a lot of that crap when I was a kid, but I don't. You know, they really never talk about the names, and a lot of them yeah. I watch were Japanese. So well, it's just like. Hey, watch these two monsters do battle, and you're just like, oh. Yeah. Back, you know, that was like in the age where I thought Xena was like, Xena the Warrior Princess was Warrior like Princess. The, oh, yeah. the most awesome special effects in like and, Texas Walker Ranger. And Hercules. Walker, fuck, Texas Ranger, yeah. I mean. Yeah, Hercules, Kevin Bano, or Kevin, his name is. Kevin Sorbo, Sorbo thank you. Yeah, okay. Disappointed! Um, <laughs> so you ever try to go back and watch those? No. Oh, they're, know they're so bad. bad. I know they're so bad, bad. But I love every minute of it. Yeah. Um, all right, next on the list here is Dark Phoenix, the X-Men uh, movie. We've, we discussed this a couple episodes back. This is a total snooze for me. Yep. I don't know that this is a blue. <sighs> this is probably a Blu-ray, but I don't even know that it's a Blu-ray for me. This oh, is no. a fine way to watch this movie. I have I bought X-Men First Class, and I didn't buy any of them after that. This is, this is going to be one. Prequel movie, yeah. yeah, this is going to be one where... I probably scroll through iTunes one day and it's on sale for like eight bucks and I buy it. Um, but that's going to be like more than a year from now. So I have no plans on seeing it. I'll probably hijack it off the internet pre oh, yeah. Blu-ray release. Um, just and why, would, can, why shouldn't you? Yeah. You just get really good copies online. So whatever. Toy Story 4. That's a for sure in the theaters, crying my eyes out from start to finish. Sure. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm all about the toys. You know what? People really like Toy Story 2, and I don't feel like I remember Toy Story 2 for shit. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Um, the original Toy Story, I think, is by far the best. The third one oh, kind of... totally agree. I, I could sleep through the third one, I feel like. Really? Um, I like oh, the third yeah. one a lot. Nah, the bear guy. Fuck that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to be one I see in theaters. Uh, wow. If the kids want to see it, it's going to have to be Carly. I'm out on Toy Story. Um, it feels a little bit money grabby. Tim Allen, Tom Hanks? Yeah. I mean, you can say their names all, all you want. but not, 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 doesn't, pull, doesn't pull on the heartstrings, huh? No, man. Home Improvement pulls on my heartstrings. Oh. <laughs> 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 I've got the horses in the back. <laughs> Heidi ho there, horsey uh, neighbor. <laughs> he could, Tim Allen could probably, he could probably make the horse carriage. Yes, you're damn well. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really do a whole lot. It was definitely Al Borland. Mm-hmm. He you. gone. R.I.P. <laughs> Up to heaven. You know he's dead, right? Richard Carnes? Oh yeah, man, he's super dead. What? You know is we this like that. No. Is, this, is, this, is, this our, is this our reporting that someone's been dead for a year? 
Uh, no, we, you know, you know, we yeah, need to talk that lady from once, fucking... <laughs> once a week. We need to talk about somebody that is dead. Uh, Richard Karn. Oh, guess what? Definitely not Super dead. Super alive. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck were you thinking of? I don't know, man. Richard is it, Karn is it Wilson? Who played Wilson? definitely dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fucking family Orland feud. is alive and well. He I was thought he fucking... died and that's why I thought he died back when he hosted the, oh. the, the, no, I think you're thinking of Louie from fucking, what's it called? Louie Anderson. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Isn't he dead? Home Improvement. Loki watched that on Netflix with the kids back in the day. Uh, Louis Anderson show. also not dead. <laughs> okay, we got we got to move on, man. Dark Phoenix. Uh, I think we both agree that snooze, snooze it. Um, okay. Yeah, don't care. You know, all I want is for the Mar uh, for the X Men to join the MCU in Phase Four. That's that's what I want from the X Men. I mean, the, the big rumor is that that's going to happen due to the uh, snaps effect with the um, cosmic the energy, energy and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, going to be a uh, a big one that I know you're going to see, and that is Spider-Man: Far From Home. That is a day one, midnight, six p.m. attraction. I Far From I mean, <clears throat> I like Spider-Man a lot. I think he might be my top three superhero. He might be my third okay. favorite superhero. Mm. Um, I, I really like Spider-Man. I like Venom a lot, and I just I kind of combine just the Spider-Man mythos. Right. Um, I love Tom Holland. I think he does a great job. You mix that in with Nick Fury being a big part of it, Happy Hogan being a big part of it, and giving me uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who I think is a phenomenal actor. I'm I'm all in on this movie. All in. I definitely plan on trying to see it in theaters. Um, it's not going to be a day one or for me, so maybe on your second viewing I'll go with you. Um, you might change your mind by then. Cause you said that about you you said that about fucking Avengers. Yeah, and then I did. Night, so yeah. don't give me that bullshit. You know, Avengers for me was a big case of FOMO. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, you definitely did not want to have FOMO. Yeah, you know, and you brought up um, uh, Samuel L. Yeah, talk talk about a guy that is having a rock star 2019. He had Glass, which was pretty pretty good. A lot of people like that. Uh, come on, that was a good movie. Did you see it? I had no okay. desire. I I thought I had a desire to see the movie, and then I read what happened in that movie, and I went, "No." <laughs> it's you gotta, yeah, you gotta be out there for it, but it's a good movie. I didn't um, see Split either, so maybe that was my problem. That could be Captain Marvel, Avengers sure. Endgame, you know, yep. kind of, um, and then sure. Shaft. They're, Dude, they're bringing I'm, back Shaft. Honestly, I'm all in on Shaft. Yeah, bro. I'm super in on Shaft. Oh man, I used to watch the shit out of that. I just hope Christian I, Bell comes back. I didn't watch he it, died, but boy, but, you know, um, I, I on the shaft though, Spider-Man. And then he's in this, uh, other, other movie, um, that he's comes be, out at the end of the year called the he's banker. Gonna be, he's going to be in Tarantino's movie too. Don't you think? Oh yeah. That's once upon a time in Hollywood. That's the summer. No, it's not. Uh, you sure he's not listed in the credits of it. No, that doesn't mean he's not in the fucking movie. Oh, I mean, come on. IMDb kind of knows these things. IMDb doesn't know a fucking thing. I don't know. There's like, yeah, maybe that sounds like a great movie too. Um, that's I mean, not, that didn't make Hollywood our list, but might be my movie of the year at the end of the year. I okay. love Tarantino, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna. We're, I just feel like maybe with Samuel L. and all these different movies, we're gonna get back to the he's in every movie theory. Sure. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees of Samuel L. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all. Um, I'm, I love Samuel. Yep. Next on the list, uh, gonna be a banger for me is The Lion King. 
Yeah, that's uh, pretty fucking dope, dude. I we watched the original Lion King the other day. It was on uh, on Disney, and yep, I'm all in on anything Lion King. I, yeah. uh, I'm yep, I'm there day one. I've got uh, the re-release from a couple years ago when it came out of the vault. Like the Diamond um, Edition, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's always surprises me how well they remaster them. It looks like it probably was made like two years ago when it came out. Sure, yep. Um, so I'm I'm all about it. I think that will definitely be a, one that I'm willing to spurs a little money to go to a nice theater and see. Although, um, you know what's crazy about it? Think about this, right? So 90, whenever that movie came out, I think it was 94 when that movie originally came out. Think about it. Think about the kids going to see this and think about like the elements as I'm watching this movie and thinking about it, like you have the scar blaming this child for the dad's death. Like that's yeah. some pretty heavy shit for a fucking, I was six at the time. Like, yeah, I mean, you were too, like right. that's some pretty heavy shit sure. to be dropping on a six year old, some real big doubt and guilt about maybe killing your <laughs> like that's uh, pretty nuts dude full circle jtt yeah yeah home improvement right. to lion king baby <laughs> yeah. six degrees of home improvement um yeah i think that'll be a movie theater one definitely yeah. gonna cop the whatever the nicest blu-ray oh, is yeah um, for sure last one i have on here well second to last one hobbs and shaw Yep, I'm all in ho- on Hobbs and Shaw. I, Are I you really? Rock. I really, dude. That looks like the dumbest, most ridiculous, over the top action movie yeah. of the year. Oh, for sure. And I, I love mindlessness in the summertime when it comes to movies. Like, if I can go spend six to eight dollars on a cheap movie for me to just go, this is fucking stupid, and I love it. Yeah, I'm yeah. there. Yeah, and that's I mean, looks like. if my name was like, John Barlow and I just left and went to see movies on lunch, I might go see that movie on lunch, but. Wow. I have been out on the Fast and the Furious plethora of movies since like Fast Six when they That's they fun. got really out there with like running fucking down planes on tarmacs and just like the suspension of disbelief is too much for me. You're jumping nope. jumping cars between nope. buildings in Dubai. Like get out of here. Nope, don't care. Love the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, always will, have, always will. Now I own all of them. After I of say course all that. you do. Um, so this is definitely going to be one that I buy, probably. But yeah, yep. I'll see you again. Uh, the last one is going to be the Quentin Tarantino movie. Once yeah, I mean, Hollywood. That's for me. I mean, I I think this is the front runner for my movie of the year. Honestly, yeah. without even seeing it, and and it's hyper hyperbolic to think that. But I I love Tarantino movies. His dialogue is second to none in the industry. The way he shoots his movies. The balance of humor with serious with story and everything about it and you're talking a movie with brad pitt and fucking leonardo dicaprio sure get the fuck out of here that movie's gonna be dynamite i think it's gonna be real good margot robbie's in it and robbie's uh, in it uh, i can't think of who else i saw that was in it but there's a couple other big names there's a lot of big Um, names in the movie and you know you get you get brad pitt and tarantino team up that's it's pretty powerful shit that's i mean yeah listen it's Gonna kill some Nazis. <laughs> Give me my Nazi scalps. <laughs> so, oh fuck, it gives so me chills, one. dude. I I love that movie so much. Yeah, it is so violently it's, racist, but, it's but so good. Yeah, it is. It really it's is. It's so fucking good. Um, okay, we in the kinda... Nazi killing business, and brother. Business <laughs> is a booming. booming. <laughs> uh, so good. You have any other movies yeah. you want to talk about? Uh, nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I I. 
I've always been a sucker for movies, and I, I, I've got three kids, so it makes it really tough to go see anything anymore. But sure. I've always been a mark for going and seeing summer blockbuster movies as often as possible. I was a two dollar, I was a Tuesday uh, four dollar, five dollar movie guy for a long time. Yeah. Um, I understand the the paying for a quality movie theater nowadays, but boy, I, if I can see more summer movies this year, I will be all about it. And my kids are at a point now that a lot of those movies you mentioned are, are, are geared towards them and I can take them to it. Yep. I'm not going to come to John Wick three, but Detective Pikachu, Aladdin, Toy and Story, Bastards, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. And glorious <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Really teach them about the American way. You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? So, um, it's just, there's just so much, um, that I'm able to do with are them. Are you that, saying that you don't support killing Nazis? I'm all about the Nazi killing. Okay. All about the Nazi killing. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah uh, my prediction for movie of the year is number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number two, probably Avengers. Okay. Wow, that's high praise, man, because that movie's not going to make $1.4 billion opening weekend. Well, I just meant in my heart. You know, movies in my heart. Yeah, I got you. Number, number three, probably uh, either The Lion King or Spider-Man Far From Home. Um. Yeah, I I think I'm the Lion King. Really excited for both of those. I don't think the Lion King is going to be like Avengers level, but I think I yeah. think it'll I think it'll break probably seven or eight hundred million. I think the Lion King will do better than Aladdin will. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. They don't. Like, um, they don't. They don't like people though. All right, moving on. Next story here. Uh, Microsoft and Sony team up. The two yeah, titans of the gaming industry. Yeah. Walk me through this. Um, so what it seems like to me, so Microsoft and Sony for the longest time have been basically just enemies, right? Sure. Complete and utter fucking enemies. And but, not, not just in video games. Like they don't team up on much of anything at, at all. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, uh, Microsoft for the longest time has, has been trying to, and they're not winning the console wars. So of course they're trying to, they're trying to partner with anybody they can. They, they partner with uh, Nintendo to get some Nintendo games on there and, the big rumor's been that you're going to be able to get Xbox Live on your Nintendo Switch and get those right. games. Cross-platform, um, Microsoft it, it, does. Yeah. Uh, Sony was not doing the cross-platform stuff. They finally opened that up um, with, uh, with, with Fortnite was the first game to do it. I mean, biggest right. game in the world, so why wouldn't it be? And then they finally opened it up for uh, Rocket League recently. Yep. Um, we'll see what else they opened it up for. But It's bad enough uh, that they're not offering it, but then there's all these reports were, of developers being like, yeah, they, they can do it. They just won't. It's a push of a button and they won't do it. Right. So um, this has been uh, – this is kind of a, a bigger development with Sony and Microsoft coming together. Uh, apparently, this is from the press release. The two companies are going to explore joint development on future cloud solutions. Um, sure. And this is what's called Microsoft Azure or yep. Azure, like like the color. Azure, um, to yep. support uh, to, to support their respective game and content streaming services. As we – progress through the future and especially with microsoft just releasing a digital only console um cloud-based gaming really becomes um a big big deal you got google especially who i I, really this is kind of aimed towards google just come out and said that hey that they're developing uh stadia is what it's called that's their uh, game service which will be a cloud-based gaming service itself that anything that is in your house that can run uh, Google, uh, Google device, whether it's a fi- you know Fire Stick or Google Chromecast or a computer or whatever it may be, you'll be able to stream flawless games, 60 frames per second, 4K through these cloud services. Right. And so that that's a Google's got the money to succeed in something like that. And so that is a big big deal. And for well, and that's, that's not a theory. I mean, they showed it thing. working. That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. That is a, that is a real life thing. Um, so this is scared. 
the two biggest actual game makers, developers that have been in the game the longest to working together. Like that's how big of a deal this Google shit is. Right. It's, it has forced the hand of Sony and Microsoft to go, yeah, we got to do something together in order to take down Google. Yeah, and I don't know that um, this wasn't happening maybe before Google uh, came out with their announcement. Like these kind of these kind of deals that are between these billions of dollars of companies they don't just like pop up within a few weeks so i think there there was probably some talks that have happened over the years about this kind of thing um but i think the i think the google stadia factor really pushed it into existence yeah stadia got announced in the middle of march so i mean they were talking two months ago yeah Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight but also from a standpoint that sony does not work doesn't want to work with anybody right now because they're winning so why would they for them to go, eh, well, we might want to put a little money together because why would you want to take that risk alone right. when you team up with Microsoft, find a solution, and beat out Google to something bigger and better before? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I, you know, digital and uh, streaming video games is for sure the wave of the future, and Sony was ahead of the game back with PlayStation Now, like, six years ago yeah um, they, it, they bought it, that guy kai they bought that guy kai shit and right. uh, and really integrated it not fast and not well but where it's at right now it's pretty good yeah that's what i was gonna say is like back when it first came out and i subscribed to it like i was like well eh, this isn't bad you know like it's really it's got some flaws but six years down the road um that's working real well and you know you have microsoft doing kind of the same thing with game pass so i think yeah this is we, we have the infrastructure now, which is the big difference, is there's fiber, like, everywhere nowadays. A, a lot of places, yes. Sure. In um, the United States, not yeah. everywhere. And if this is cloud-based, it's going to be, I don't know that it's going to be a lot of, like, peer-to-peer stuff, but that would be um, that would be pretty crazy, too. I think a lot of time that people get worried about this stuff is some internet providers have caps, right? Sure. So if you're talking about streaming video games, I mean, you're chugging your usage all the way down. So if you have let's say at a 500 gigabyte limit, it's very possible if you play a lot of video games, you could hit that fairly fast right. uh, depending on the video game that you're streaming. So it, it could put a damper on some people. I, I don't think that it will. Um, and I think that it'll be a, a benefit to Sony and Microsoft and Google especially to make sure that whatever they're doing is not um, interfering with the people's uh, internet provider. But yeah. it's, a, it's a strong possibility that that could happen. Well, a lot of a lot of online video gaming for like the last decade has been what's really pushed the um, home network uh, sector of technology into the forefront too. So, like, this feels like this could be a big uh, a big win for companies like that because there's a ton of people out there that have routers and modems that are a decade old. Like, you don't listen, people. If you listen to this podcast and you don't have a router that's as new as like the last couple of years, you're fucking missing out. Go get. I one. promise you. If your router, like I have a Medicom one right now, and I would like to get it fixed, but if your router is an, is not an AC, there's a problem. Yeah, for, at the I, very minimum. Like, for for true, if it's a Nighthawk, congratulations, you're doing okay. Yeah, but it's at minimum no G, no N. If it's not an AC, there's probably a, an issue. Yeah, that's that's for sure. And you know, there's all this stuff like with Mimo and multi-channel and all that stuff, and that that is going to be just as important going forward with the way that I imagine this will eat up bandwidth, as you said. Sure. So. Um, real quick, let's hit on The Last of Us 2. Got a little news story uh, today that they are wrapping development on it here pretty soon. They're entering the yeah. final stages of it. 
Yeah, they filmed the last scene uh, maybe about a month ago now. They're getting right. ready to really wrap up the uh, the principal development of it. Um, I don't foresee this game coming out this year. Uh, well, there's I, I a really... lot of hype about that. And, and Naughty Dog, or not, uh, who was it? Sorry. Is it Naughty Dog? Yeah, Na- Naughty Dog. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. Okay. They were basically like, we'll tell you more well, soon, you know? <laughs> like yeah, June, June E3's coming up. So we're definitely sure. going to get a look at whatever's going to happen. The problem there is Sony's not doing an E3 press conference. That doesn't mean that they might not show, have like a little, they've been doing a lot of uh, Nintendo does what's called a uh, uh, Nintendo Direct. Yep. Sony's been doing what's been called a state of play. Sure. And they've been showing off their video games through that. You know, they showed off Final Fantasy VII the last time. So I could see them doing a press conference like that at E3 <clears throat> and showing off The Last of Us 2. Yep. It, it, it's quite possible that we get that game both how the last of us the original came out ps3 and then got remastered for the ps4 we could get last of us 2 at the very end of the ps4 life cycle and a remaster to the ps5 but also Which the ps5 last time but the ps5 is rumored to have backwards compatibility for the ps4 so it right. wouldn't be a remaster so much as maybe just a Upgrade push update or yeah right or you pay five so, bucks and get the the new textures and all that stuff my my concern is the last of us is my um let me just let me just reference here real quick. Um, wh- one of the best games of all time, in, in my opinion, personally. I definitely uh, can't think of another game that um, impacted me so emotionally. Which sounds my, dumb to say about a video game, but no, not at all. This, this is Us, more of an experience than it is a video game. The Last of Us is my second favorite game of all time. Okay. Uh, Super Mario World is the best game of all time, but that's just fucking super mario world is revolutionary in sure. multiple multiple ways but as far as a story-based game something that drew more emotion for me than most things the last of us is, is just the it's the mountaintop so for them to make a sequel to a game they didn't need to make a sequel to i'm extremely nervous that they're not going to knock it out of the park um but that just makes me more excited that they will you know yeah. what i'm saying well and the last of us best to the best of my recollection, was one of the first like really story heavy games. Yeah, around um, the time that that game came out, people were like, "Story games are dead." Sure, right. It, that was like on the back end of like the Mass Effect twos and um, games like that that were very story driven. Mm-hmm. And a lot of if you wanted story, what you were doing was you were playing PC games back at that time. You were playing MMOs. You were playing. Um, PC lineage games and stuff like that. And that was when the indies hadn't really, at least from my recollection, the indies hadn't really taken off to be like these very short story narrative driven experiences. Right. They were still kind of finding its footing of like, what, what is an indie game? And the last of us came out and you're talking about, in a in a world where sequels are King, having a new IP is hard. Sure. Having a new IP succeed is even harder. Yeah. Um, so for this to come out and be, as monumental as it was, it was a game changer. A lot of really good mocap. Um, I remember reading an article best. that this was one of the first um, first video games that shot like a, more like a movie. So like before like you movie. had you had mocap, but a lot of times it was one actor just talking, and they weren't actually acting together. And in this case, you actually had the actors engaging in the scene um, like a movie. Think about games like like God of War that just yeah. came out. Think about a game like, uh, I don't know that you played this, but Hellblade, Senua's sure. Sacrifice. Th- those games that just utilize the ability of, of, of mocap, not just 
to put this into a screen, but to draw that emotion and be able to pull that off of somebody's face and and feel that pain that they're doing uh, right. as you're as you're having an actor or actress doing those scenes. Yep. I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, pumped for it. I, yeah, that'll I, be day one by. It's just tough for me. Like I said, the Last of Us's impact on me and on gaming has been so extreme. I just. It's a lot it's to gonna, live up to. It's a lot to live up to. We'll, and we'll see what happens. Boy, oh boy, is that going to be tough if it doesn't do it. Let's uh, let's transition into Star Trek. Yeah. Tell, tell me about this because I have zero interest in this probably. Um, so I've, I've never really been like, if you're talking about Star Trek for me, I, I grew up as a Next Generation guy. My dad watched Next Generation. I liked okay. Picard. I liked Data. Um, I, you know, I liked, I liked Worf. And I, I liked that series um right. i tried to watch deep, deep space nine as a kid as i as i got older and i just couldn't get into it i don't know what it was i'm not trying to be misogynistic but that lead character it just didn't didn't hook me um i didn't think she was very uh very well, i think i think tng is probably considered the most popular sure um, yep. like shatner obviously is very famous but this is probably considered like the best the best series yeah. within star trek yeah, so um, they uh, they pitched this when they brought back that Star Trek Discovery show, uh, CBS All Access show. They mentioned how they were going to be developing a Star Trek show based on uh, Jean-Luc Picard, the captain um, of the Starship Enterprise from sure. The Next Generation. And so uh, they, they showed off just a slight teaser, just saying Star Trek Picard, and apparently behind closed doors they showed a trailer, um, or at least a scene from this uh, this mo- or this show that's been shot. And, uh, man, I'm... I love Patrick Stewart, so I'm all about seeing him back in a role that he clearly loves and wants to go <laughs> back to. Um, but it's just crazy to me to think about the. I get that these shows are futuristic, but you know when we were growing up, the year 2000, 2010, 2020, like that was kind of where they really that was the far flung future. Was that uh, this sure. show set in 2397? <laughs> yeah, that's a ways away, brother. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I like the idea of. Uh, uh, of revisiting a character that everyone's kind of beloved. Apparently in the, in the, sh- in the scene they showed very simple. It was like a camera painting up to a starship officer asking what this person's name was. And the camera transitions to it being Jean-Luc Picard and him kind of smirking. I think it, it was, I, it said, and I'm like, that's just a good, like he probably can't move his face these days. <laughs> I mean, if there's one good thing about being bald and clean shaven, it's that you don't look different after 30 years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but just, just the idea of being like, Oh, what's your name? And it's fucking Jean-Luc Picard. Like get the fuck out of here. Right. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm all in on that. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I have not watched a single episode of that discovery show, but, uh, Patrick I've heard Stewart, it's good, though. I'm there. I have heard it's good. Yeah. Is this going to be a CBS all access thing? Yeah. It's another all access show. Ooh, gross. Hey, uh, CBS is trying to step it up. I, I, I respect them for it. They got the production value. So that, that's all fine and dandy. Yeah. I'm Star Trek. I don't for like, me, beard, like, I don't like bearded Scott, uh, Spock though. I think okay. that's, weird. yeah, that's true. Uh, my dad watched a lot of star Wars and I couldn't tell you if it was, Star Trek, I, you mean? I'm Star Trek. Sorry, I think it probably was TNG because it was in the '90s. Um, so probably was TNG, but he was real big on the films too, Star Trek One and Star Trek Two and Con and all that stuff. Yep. Um, didn't didn't do it for me. It was one, two, three, sure. four. <laughs> uh, yeah, and twenty-four. You know, I, the whole thing. What I remember as a kid, so. Going back to like our Xena talk and our Walker Texas Ranger sure, talk, sure, sure. Yeah. shows that in retrospect have 
god awful production value. Uh, I remember watching those as a kid, oh, and then I watched man. Star Trek, and I was like, "This looks bad." <laughs> like that's how bad it looked to me as as a kid that thought Xena sure. was the best thing in on the Earth. I was looking like, at Star Trek like this looks like a shot terribly. Yeah. So I mean, that's my I think memory with- of it. I just sat around like I didn't really get into Star Trek. I thought Star Wars was cooler, but only because the weapons were more badass. And I was yeah. like, who, does, who doesn't want a lightsaber? I, anyone can get a phaser. Like, fuck I'm, off. I'm all about LeVar Burton, though. Who did? Who is it? Is he dead? Who isn't? He's definitely not dead. Okay, no. That's add it to the list of people that are not dead. Not dead. It's, a, it's not a very big list of people that aren't dead, but Adam. Will, Will Wheaton, also not dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to the better star, and that is Star Wars. Uh, there are three TV shows in production for Disney Plus. Gauntlet getting thrown down. Does that not give you a boner? Oh no! I mean, so they showed off that Mandalorian trailer that uh, they said no cell phones at, and everyone obviously still recorded it. So I watched the trailer for that at Disney Plus's uh, big thing, or right. yeah, I think it was that it was Star Wars uh, Celebration. Yep, and. I'm all in on John John Favreau directing a, a show. Pedro Pascual as the as the bounty hunter. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I uh, I'm I'm all in on whatever the fuck this show is because I don't know what the Mandalorian means, but yep, I'm yeah, there. So I'm real big on the Mandalorian lore, the Mandalore they call it, and uh, there you know this stuff isn't canon anymore. I mean, um, all the stuff that like Boba Fett had several books in the expanded universe. Those aren't canon anymore, but Mandalore is basically Mandaloria is a planet, right? And this is where the Mandalores are from and they get imprisoned by the empire. They, um, have a very rare, uh, metal that, that is only on Mandalore that is extremely expensive basically. And, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened, you know, 20 to 30 years after the events of the original trilogy with um, Boa Fett going back and coming out of the Sarlacc pit and taking over taking over the Mandalorians and all that stuff. But it's, it's a very diverse, like very strange anthropologic uh, culture. And I just loved, I loved everything about it in the book. So if they even have like a fraction of that in the show, I'm, I'm all about it. And I love... Pedro Pascal, I mean, Narcos is great. He was great as the Viper. Um, recently watched uh, that movie with him on and Ben Affleck. On Nef- that Netflix, Netflix show, yeah. yeah. That, Triple so, Frontier. Something Frontier, yeah. yeah. Um, all about it. Now there's a second show that yeah. is going to be going into production, unnamed, starring Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk, is which I'm also a spin-off, about. Spinoff of... First, it's going to be a spinoff of um, Rogue, Rogue One, Rogue One. I right. don't want to say first, first one. <laughs> yeah. Rogue One. I Just hate that movie, Rogue but one. anyway, Alan Tudyk's great though, man. I mean, his his droid. Oh yeah, awesome. I'm I'm all about and Diego Luna's fine. I, I think he's a good actor. So that's all you have to say I, about I'm Diego into, Luna. I'm 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 all in on Diego Luna. He's like he's like baby Edward Norton, man. Uh, you sure. Don't think, you don't think okay. he looks like Edward Norton? Nah, not really. Yeah, you need to look him up. Um, so we don't know really what that's going to be about, uh, assuming that it's going to be pre Alan Tudyk will be his, his robot. Yeah. His robot. Yeah. Uh, and then this third show, they just announced that there's a third show in production. that's going to release in 2022, um, following, um, or coming out before the star Wars film in that year. So what do you, any guesses, wild guesses, I, throwing darts, you know, if they were going to do, if, if they could make the, if they said to me, Hey, we're going to make a star Wars show. 
what would you like it to be about? I, I honest to God would love anything to do with the clone wars, like okay. truly the clone wars. So if I could get something with Ooh, the clone that's wars, rough man. Cause I mean, they have two entire TV series about that. No, I want a live action TV series, not a cartoon. Okay. I'm not into like the cartoon is, is it's very good apparently. And people like it a lot. I want something to do. I want I want real characters in a live action setting. Um, I would also want something from um, before before Garbage Rogue One, and uh, and just kind of setting the stage for why this all happened in this kind of galaxy, I suppose. Right. And so having something that explored uh, the outer rim and. What's going on out there? Sure. I think that would be kind of fucking dope. And we talked about before, you give me an old Republic show or t- or movie or whatever, and I'm there. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I think that Disney as a whole is really going to be trying to get away from any of the like legacy properties. Definitely um, not Skywalker, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be about the Clone Wars. I think they're just going to... Act if, like that what shit if, never existed. You know what? You you want to talk about a show? This just popped in my head, and I don't know why I didn't say this. If you gave me even one season of a Mace fucking Windu show, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, he was in Clone Wars a lot in, in the movie. What? Well, no, in the show, he was in there in the art, in the cartoon. Sure, yeah. I um, want pure Samuel L. Jackson origin show. Sure, yeah, you know that's fine. Mace Windu is a controversial character, and Why? you know they haven't they haven't well they haven't retconned him so far. But no, he's, he's well, so... yeah, I guess it, it just depends on how far you take he's... the expanded universe. But um, assuming that he everything about him is canon, he he's really controversial because he has uh, he studied a lot of these Jedi techniques that are banned, like other Jedi right, can't like learn e- them. Like evil one, right? Like evil he, stuff. He basically uses the dark side, yeah, at, but he's not evil. <laughs> right. I mean, that's he knows how to balance. Yeah. He knows how to balance it. Arguably one of the most powerful Jedi at, at, at his time, yeah. Yep. So, I would I would love a Samuel L. Jackson show. Yep. Well, sure. He's not going to do it. He's too big of a fucking star, but you know, somebody uh, else I'm, can do Mace Windu. You pay him enough money, man. No, he's not going to. When's the last time you saw him on a TV show? Is that right? Never? Law, Law and Order? I don't know. He's probably got to be on Law and Order, right? Everyone's been on Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he has. Uh, um, all right. No, it's wrong because so, I think I, I, he looked like the Jurassic Park character in Law and Order. He was in one episode, and he looked just like his, his Jurassic Park character. You think so? I, I, I know it's a okay. fact. I mean, I'm not going to put money on it. But um, Last That's thing here about Star Wars. Disney did confirm that the Double Ds are going to be doing the trilogy that follows The Rise of Skywalker. So this is like the brand new property, brand new story, not anything uh-huh. to do with the Skywalkers. Right. Are, so the Double Ds, uh, if you haven't ever listened to this fucking show, they Out are... Out of favor. Don't care. Yeah, they are the creators of Game of Thrones. The, um, the, the creators of the television show. show Game of Thrones, right. And Dan, uh, Dan Weiss and DB DB Benioff. Yeah. So, are we worried that they're going to fucking ruin Star Wars? Or David Benioff and DB Weiss? DB Weiss either way, right. yeah. You said yeah. it right there. Um, am I worried about them fucking up Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm real concerned having the last two to three seasons of Game of Thrones as uh, as 
a template for what they can do creatively? I said on Sunday or the week prior, I said, you know what? I want to I want to get a book out here, right? And I want to know what happened on the series of Game of Thrones because I wonder if Dan and DB were so worried about getting their their Star Wars movies off the ground if they were even a part of this season. And then not even a week later, here we are talking about them having the next Star Wars trilogy. Right. And it's exactly what I fucking told you. Yeah. Um, am I am I concerned? No more than I was with Ryan Johnson taking over or. J.J. Uh, Abrams, because I'm not the world's biggest J.J. Abrams fan. Listen, man, it's not hard to make a bad Star Wars movie. It's harder to make a good one. Sure. So I, I'm more Star. It's it's the same. It's the same dilemma. I'm getting more Star Wars. So fuck yeah. It's more of like, is it going to be good? I'm not worried about it being bad. I'm worried about it being good. Yeah. With it being, I think they have the benefit that they are starting from a blank slate. Um, and despite all the Star Wars properties out there, none of them have a blank slate. So, uh, Ryan Johnson's also does. Well, okay, yeah, but that's not out yet. You know what I mean? Sure, so, sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so they they have the benefit of starting with a blank slate. Um, yep. I'm, I'm a little skeptical on how they're gonna do this, but I think that you know, as big as HBO is, they ain't fucking Disney. So, no. Disney's got also every resource at its disposal. And Disney will not let Star Wars, they will kick people out as evidenced uh, in a couple of different scenarios. If they don't like what the direction is, they'll get the fuck rid of you. So even if we as Star Wars fans are concerned, now the only, there's a couple different dilemmas here. Uh, Han Solo, definitely bad. That solo movie was bad. And they fired um, Lord Miller, right? And that who was doing it before? Lord Miller, yep. Yep, so they... They fired Lord and Miller and brought in Ron Howard, and it was still bad. So um, they might have the, the wherewithal to know when to cut ties with somebody, but boy, doesn't mean it's going to be good. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm not excited for this, but I'm not dreading it either. I I'm indifferent. Dan, listen, they, Dan, they've, they've made me declare fan bankruptcy on Game of Thrones. You're right. They Dan, are going to have to win me back. Dan and DB gave us. Some of the best television we've ever seen. They brought it to life. Um, so but, that's you know, a big part of it. Yeah. And I think the benefit here is that they are going to have the best in the business, the best in the industry, their writing their scripts, um, yep. doing their character development, all this stuff. And they just have to basically direct it and oversee right. it. So, and I, I think they've got a really good head on their shoulders to be able to do it. Not only that, but after doing something for eight years, giving you something else and something new that you want to do, yeah, you're going to jump changes- into it. Absolutely. So right. if anything, we're going to get one good one and maybe two bad ones, but whatever. <laughs> I I think I'm you, my, my outlook is up just because, again, the blank slate. I am ready for a brand new property that doesn't have to follow any of the other shit that's happened. Um, and if, I, I do feel like this most recent trilogy that wraps up this year has been very tied to the original Star Wars trilogy and the Skywalkers and they're bringing that all back and wrapping it up and killing off characters and all that shit. So it'll be nice. Let me ask you one quick Star Wars thing before we move on here. Okay. If there's one character that you could see a trilogy being developed around, whether in the prequels, the uh, original or the sequels, what character would that be? Um, Alive or dead? I I just want to know alive or dead. It, It could be a dead person too. You know, I think a trilogy about this person. I think probably the most likely is the um, the old republic. Yeah, and uh, what's her name, Ballista or something or other, who's like the dark Jedi or the 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 good Jedi, and then you have like Darth Revan. Um, 
There's also a guy who was really big in the expanded universe called XR Kuhn. Um, that would be one I feel like could be a really, really good bad guy to go over, but, um, it's tough, man. I don't know. I don't know if there's any in the current canon that I would say for sure so, you can make a series about. And I'll flip this one on you one more time before we move on. If they decided, if they surprised announced that, hey, guess what? This is 10, 11, and 12. Hmm. What, what would your feelings be? So we talked about this like super briefly, or maybe it was a text or something like that. But I'm, I'm really surprised that they haven't said more about what the future is for these characters that they have in the current trilogy. Yeah, we talked we talked about it on the podcast cuz we I think said we talked we about it last week because like we, you can't just sit on these people for 6 to 8 years. Um so you can but you're going to lose interest. Yeah, exactly. And so they have to as these movies come out, the first one being in 2020, um I think they have to alternate Star Wars movies no, and maybe 20, have two. I thought it was 2022 the first one. Is that what I said? You said no, 2020. No. 2022. 2022. We, 2022. We got a four-year break of Star Wars. Yeah, um, they. Ha- I think they have to kind of. I. I don't know that you can have two trilogies going at the same time, but like, I really don't see that they shelf these people for, like I said, six to eight years. So well, you have. You also have to have fan base interest, right? Like, you right. can't. Yes, you have the the Star Wars ability to go. Hey, it's Star Wars, so people are going to want to see it. But you also need to have a hook of why people want to see it. Yep. Um. I would be. I would be fucking floored. If they said if they, that this was a continuation, yeah, yeah. If this was a continuation, that would that would blow my mind because um, I I think that it's unfortunately just been kind of shit on. What what if they tried to reboot Star Wars? I would, I I don't think I'd be opposed to it. I think a lot of people would be fucking pissed. Um, but if I'm, they, if they did a full on Skywalker saga all over again thing, I am I'm all about it. You know, I oh. I think you know the whole the whole reason right so that that it started on four was because the first three George didn't feel like he could, he could bring them to life the way he wanted to. He couldn't, he couldn't capture them on film, what he wanted to do with them. Right. Which is why we got three, uh, which is why we got four, five, six movies. Yeah. And he, he jumped a little early on it in the two thousands, um, creating it. And it was just, you know, all around bad. The third movie I thought was salvageable, but yeah, so if they did a full reboot, like, fuck, I'm all about that life, dude. Sure, Like, sure. Star Wars in current day. Like, if we could get the cinematography and the, the effects of this yeah, most yeah, recent trilogy right. in yep. the original story, um, hell yeah. Also, I just really liked the idea of doing one-off Star Wars stories with, like, big-name directors, and I really, I'm really sad that we're not doing that. Like, give Quentin Tarantino a Boba Fett movie. Give Alexander Inaritu fucking... Uh, a, a Ben Kenobi movie, like yeah. th- there's, where, where I mean, is the Star Wars ex- universe, like the Marvel one? Like, if if there's another, uh, if there's another, uh, what do you call it? Like IP out there that sure could could really make a universe. A Star Wars Avengers. Yeah, dude. Like, where is that series at? Where is that cinematic universe? Uh, yeah, because that think. fuck that would that would get my dick hard. Yep, it's already. Do- I can hear it. I yeah, hear I'm. It. I'm Right now, pop, 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 pop. You're chubbing it right I'm now. I'm fapping right now, buddy. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, let, let's move through. We got quite a bit left to get through, and uh, we're we already, we're already taking up an hour of these people's time. What, what else we want to talk about here? We talked a little bit about John Wick, um, and we we had planned to maybe talk a little bit about uh, is Keanu one of the best action stars ever? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, I don't need. We don't need to spend a ton of time on this. Um, I I love the John Wick series, and honestly, at this point, I would say 
Keanu Reeves is maybe one of the most bankable action stars that we have. You know, sure. in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, I would say Liam Neeson was that guy. Um, Gerard Butler Jason is right Statham up there. Was up there. Gerard Butler's up there, I think. And at this point, Keanu is just he's he's very bankable when it comes to action movies, and I think he's the guy. Um, yeah. To, to to really to really take some shit happening. So I I don't know if I believe that because he's he's on the old side, man. Um, well, so I, is Gerard Butler. Well, Gerard Butler hasn't done shit recently, dude. No, I mean that Olympus has fallen movie and London has fallen. Those those movies both made a fuck ton of money for being so bad. Okay, I can see that. I think Keanu's been lucky to be in positions to do revolutionary fighting. Um, like the Matrix, obviously revolutionary with the Wu, uh, John Wu, wherever his name was. Uh, the Wachowski brothers, was it? I can't remember who it was. But, you know, he was in a good position there. Wachowski. And then, Wachowski's. And then John, the John Wick series, another kind of, I wouldn't say like revolutionary, but the cinematography and like the the real like quick, snappy movements hasn't really been done too much before in a big action movie like that. So I think he's just been lucky to take on the right roles. Um, over decades, I don't. I, I can't disagree with you, but I think he also embodies like he kind of has that everyman look to him a little bit, and for him sure. to be able to carry out like I'm just a scrawny looking motherfucker, but I will murder your ass for breaking my dog in half. Like it's just yeah, it's pretty good. I think I think his downfall is he's just he's one guy, um, and. It's kind of like it's like if you tried to turn Owen Wilson into an action star, you're always <laughs> yeah. going to be like, "It's fucking wow. Keanu Reeves, dude!" Wow. Right? Like, oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow, yeah, that, that's uh, that's his downfall. Is he's a one dimensional actor. Yeah. Real um, quick, Olympus has fallen 170 million dollars at the box office. Olympus is, I'm sorry, London has fallen 200 million dollars at the box office. So didn't see Gerard, either one of them. I didn't either. George but- Gerard Butler's still a bankable fucking. Uh, dude, that that last movie was 2016. They announced Angel Has Fallen, which is uh, coming out later this year. Okay. Um, we're going to talk real quick about the PGA Tour. PGA Championship. Um, yeah. Started today. Uh, now, I was facetiously saying in the intro that Tiger's going to win it and you can book it. But I, I don't think there's any chance that Tiger's going to win this. It, if, if he does, bring the tissues because, wow. Yeah. I don't think that that's ever going to happen. Cause uh, I think that it? him winning the Masters was like, you know. We talked about he should have retired right then. Yeah. R- right now, as of day one, he is six strokes back. Um, so he's in sixth place. Um, so he's going to obviously make the cut. And even if he really sucks tomorrow, he's going to make the weekend cut. So Right. He's not doing too bad. Um, I think the Tiger comeback is, like, over, though. I think I think last uh, – last month was basically an anomaly um i'm really glad it happened i think it's one of the best sports comebacks in the history of sports but i agree it uh does for me it doesn't rival like the Sox coming from three down against the yankees in the world series in 04 it doesn't beat um i don't know i had it i mean i don't know it, it just doesn't that great to me it, it was awesome and i'm glad it happened but i think tiger's time's over uh, Tiger, by the way, nine strokes back now, not six, nine, okay, nine strokes. He's back. plus, plus two, plus two. Yeah. It's been, plus, well, it was really rough today. I remember seeing. So yeah. Pl- plus two. Somebody's at, uh, Brooks Kepka is at negative seven. Yikes. Uh, also uh, a little NBA as I pulled up ESPN.com to check the, uh, the leaderboard. Um, the Warriors were up by, they're up three points right now on the trailblazers, which really bums me out, man. I hate the fucking Warriors. I would love to see. No 
No, I fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. I'd love to see Portland win this game, but uh, it's, man, they're about to go down 2 nothing, and that's going to be real tough to come back from. The Warriors are that team that, like, basically but, prances and dilly-dallies through the regular the season. Kind of, well, I don't know about that, but they, they kind of, like, just make their way through the, the regular season. And Steve Kerr has admitted that he doesn't even coach most of the games. Like, he's on the sidelines and he's given advice, but the players coach suggesting sure but then they get to the postseason it's like fuck everybody here's where everybody scores 30 points right so i love the golden state warriors man like that's you know call me a bandwagon because it's for sure that's what i am i've never really been like i never had a a team i followed in in the nba so i'm kind of going with whatever's hot but this is where i i watch it um fuck that shit okay i hate i hate tom brady's you know i do yeah I hate uh, the best. I hate the Red Sox. I hate Tom Brady. I, I, yeah. Well, uh, that's that's a Boston thing. The Bruins. They won the night, though. They won yeah, the night. The Bruins did. did. Yep, that's yeah. true. Uh, let's let's yeah, get PGA into the game of Game of Thrones. Boy, things look a little different now. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to, just to recap on Game of Thrones in general, yeah. I am one hundred and ten percent officially not giving a shit anymore about game of thrones i rewatched this last episode and you know i rewatched the long night episode and i kind of liked it more i rewatched this episode hated it more well, so now you feel like how i felt the first time yeah um it's just such a bad take on all these character stories like correct jamie and brianne meant fucking nothing like that was that was shitty they just not even the Jamie Brienne, but just the Jamie character arc meant right. jack shit. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and you know the shit they did with Tyrion, how they killed killed off Varys, and then I, then I saw some some shit about how um, Colin Firth or whatever his name is uh, talking about how he was really pissed off that Varys just got offed like he did, yeah. and that that the last couple There's seasons been- he did nothing. There's been a lot of videos on YouTube, if you look, of like people compiling interviews from this season's roundup of media, right. and people being they're like, "Oh, what do you think of this episode?" And it's like subtly all negative. Yeah, like they're all kind of low key shitting on it. The one with Tyrion, or the one with Peter Dinklage talking, he's looking at the camera like he's a fucking goddamn escapee from an <laughs> island. It's like it's so Can't great. Say anything. The the best thing ever. Look in my eyes when I'm talking to you. Yeah. It's so great. Please help me. My God, it's the worst. Well, and he's probably of most of these most of these actors the one that has the least to lose. I mean, he is he's yeah. well he's grown yeah. well beyond Game of Thrones. Just doesn't um, matter. Yeah, I think that man somebody's gonna make a book. Whoever whoever doesn't succeed past Game of Thrones is gonna yeah. be the one that puts out a book <laughs> that Absolutely. that talks shit about this because there there has to be some real dirt over the last couple seasons yeah, Sansa Stark will be writing a book in no uh, time I don't know she's, she's grown past Game of Thrones too I think Sophie Turner I think I think it'll be Kit Harrington or it'll be um, it'll be uh, Nick Costa Walder or something like that but yeah I'm out on it um, I, I'm so far out on it that I went ahead and looked at the spoilers for this coming week's episode the supposed spoilers thank you well it this yes. comes from this comes from the same source that has been right about probably 80% of this season. 
uh, in the spoiler. So, you know, I'm not, obviously not going to ruin it for you and, and the listeners, but um, I'm just going to shrug at it. Like, the ending is shruggy. So just take take that as you will. Um, that yes, That's where I'm at with it, is I, I care so little that I looked up how, exactly how it ends so that I'm not pissed off, disappointed. I'm still going to be pissed off, though. Cause I, I hope I, so. I, last week's episode, I brought the I brought the fire last week, and you didn't match it. I, well, part of, so last week's episode, I had accidentally known what was going to happen. A couple people, sure. couple people at work were talking about it, and by the time I realized what they were talking about, I was trying to tell them to shut the fuck up, and they did not STFU. So I kind of knew what was going to happen last week. Um, maybe that dulled my senses a little bit, but here we are. You know, are we going to look? Are we going to look back on Game of Thrones in retrospect and really appreciate it? Oh, yeah. You think so? Five years oh, removed? Yeah. Yep. I don't think that there's so much more good than there is bad mm-hmm. that it firmly outweighs whatever we've gotten this season. Yeah, it sucks that this last season has not been up to par, but we got a lot of great fucking episodes out of this show. A really great True. run, uh, a lot of great acting great killer character development. I mean, it redefined premium television, I feel like. And, uh, which, which HBO has single-handedly done on probably no less than half a dozen occasions with shows. Yeah, mul- multiple occasions. HBO has scored 10 out of 10 hits with, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, I don't think we're going to look back with disdain. I, I think we'll look back with fond memories of man. Game of Thrones is fucking dynamite. Yeah. That last season sucked, but man, eh, whatever. Everything else is really good. Yeah. In the moment, boy, does it suck to watch. It really does. I feel <laughs> I feel really bad for, you know, if you haven't watched last week's episode, sorry, dude, don't, but, you don't know. Don't bother. Yeah. Um, I feel really bad for people that, like, named their daughters Cleesey or got tattoos. We actually just two weeks ago <laughs> went to this, like, craft store that our, our craft show that our friend was at, and they do, like, homemade sensi type deals. And oh, th- they no. have a scent. Their bestseller is Khaleesi. And <laughs> not, yeah, not, a, it's it's a it's an ideal thing that it's a candle because it, she burns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? she, she, she lights it up. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah. All right, game of Game of Thrones, and then then we're gonna wrap on this bitch. So at the beginning of this season, one of, I think our first episode, we did the first game, episode, yeah. game of Game of Thrones draft, and the idea here was that while a lot of shows are picking who's gonna die, um, we're going kind of the opposite and picking gonna, who we thought was yeah. gonna live, um, yep. which turned turned out there was a couple stinkers. Yeah, um, that we had it that we had to take. So we're going to go through the list. We we scored them in three different categories: three pointers, which are like a lot of your main characters; two pointers, which are some of your story characters; and then one pointers, which are just like people that you know that may or may not get any. It, close, unfortunately, close, have not yeah. gotten anything in yeah. this season. Unfortunately, so right, absolutely. Let's go through first of all who's dead, right? <laughs> A lot of people um, are dead. Finally, ba- basically those don't matter. They're, they don't count for points. So Cersei and yep. Jamie, Th- those gone. are your picks. Those are your picks. Those were my picks. They're dead. They're um, dead. Which you know, I was real big on all the Lannisters survive. Yeah, you really and, did. And uh, I'm still, I'm still in on it. All of them survive. <laughs> They're coming back. <laughs> well, baby. I mean, you you brought up the idea that Jamie and, and uh, Cersei might not be dead last episode, but D and D definitely said that she was. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know dead. that that's real. They both immediately got on 
social media and said they're like, ah, oh, this show is so great, blah, blah, blah. They yeah. they were, the- in in theory, they were, uh, according to these spoilers that are removed from the uh, the names on the intro, which is oh, like, that's like a dead. That means you're super dead. Yeah, that you're super done. And they took yep. off, they took off Tormund and um, wow. uh, uh, Brienne's character last Last week too, I saw that. Um, so I think we're probably done with them as well. Um, so yeah, they're super dead. Night King. I mean, that he was go. that was I think the last pick of the entire thing. It sure was. Um, that you was got forced into that one. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Um, you got a couple ones that you knew were happening. So too, I was gonna so. say. So far, over three, not looking so good yeah. for you. Uh, yep. We come down to Devi's pick of Theon, which I thought was a good pick. I did too. I, I really thought Theon was going to make it all the way through the end. I also didn't think he'd play as big of a role as he did in keeping the the, the Night King at bay. Yeah. Um. So his going out, I mean, admirable. Yep. Uh, I had the Hound. I really hoped the Hound was going to win. Um. But I, the yeah. one the one best part of that show last week was the Clegane Bowl. And even that it wasn't was very shot good, so but well. still good. It you was shot. Well. Yeah. It was shot. shot really well. Well. Yep. Cinematography um, wise, great. Everything else about it. You had the mountain. He gone. He definitely did. That was, I think, one of the default last ones that we yep, had to take. I, I agree. Um, Varys. He I had him. Post toasted. Yeah. I I thought, well, we kind of thought Varys obviously was going to die because that was the prophecy. But yep. I was feeling like a little, you know, I was feeling okay about it. Right. Um, you had Melisandre. I'm pretty she sure Mel- Melisandre was uh, was a force pick, but yeah, she yep. took that necklace off and went out into the snow and uh, did her weird "I'm dead" thing. You had Jorah and Euron. I'm holding out hope that Euron's not dead, but he's get dead. out of here. Yeah, he's gone. He's dead. Listen, um, all that swimming takes it out of you. That's for sure. Yeah, I could get down with that. <laughs> uh, I thought Jorah might. Stand a chance, um, no, but I do like that he went out as a G. Jorah had to die. Yep. Um, I had Masande. She's Masande in a head. Yeah, she is for sure <laughs> Masande in a head. Uh, and then uh, the last character that is gone is Beric, who I had as well. Um, yeah, Beric Dondarrion. I like how Long he went out as well. So he, he had a good he had a good death. Yep. Here are the characters still alive. And uh, we'll see what happens with them. So you have the two big ones. You have Jon Snow yep. and Daenerys. Yep. And now, one of those is going to die this week. One, yeah, one has to die for sure. Right. right? Um, I I have Tyrion Lannister. Not yep. feeling great about it. Sure. Uh, I'm hoping that he. I don't. I don't know if the Night's Watch is a thing. Like, is he going to take the black? Like, is that still a thing anymore? I don't. I don't know. But I, I'm hoping he. The only black he's taking is when he gets roasted by Drogon. Oh, you think so? Yeah, probably. Uh, You're probably uh, right. I mean, I don't know. He's been the most mysterious character through like all these like background leaks and stuff like that. Is he is the he's like the unknown character where um, he has if you look at these leaks, so like, you know, I would say like if there's 10 points on these leaks, eight out of 10 match up, no matter where you go, he right. is the one that's always like, well, he gets killed here or he survives this or he saves this person. So it's like, I, I don't know what to believe with Tyrion, but I hope he makes it out alive. Um, you have the Starks, uh, Sansa and Arya. Yeah. I, and you know what? You, you mentioned how Arya might die trying to kill Danny, yeah. So I might lose one of these. I also don't know that we're going to get anything from Sansa, so I'm okay with that. I I kind of feel like you're safe 
on Sansa. I don't think she's going to die. Um, I don't think we're going to see her at all. Uh, maybe. Well, I, don't they have to do some sort of epilogue? Like, this is what, nope. like, five years later, this is what the deal is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Arya, though, I think Arya just, like, I think she just hits the Old Town Road, dude. She gone. I think she's Them horses just, are in the back. Yeah. I, I think she gets I, I, like I said, an I don't unsatisfying want her to die. but deserved ending of just, like, she just drives off or rides off and that's it. I, I just don't know. Man, I just don't know. Um, I have Bran. I think Bran's definitely going to live at this point. You know, he's practically useless. There's no reason to kill him. Um, and he's a three-eyed raven, so he's got to live. I think that's guaranteed points. Uh, you have Brienne. I think as we discussed, Brienne is super safe. Yep. I think super safe. Um, I'm in, I'm in pretty good position right now. So I, you're, yeah, you're, you're doing well. I have Samuel okay. Tarly. Uh, Samuel. And that's super safe. Yep. You have Davos. I think Davos is super safe. Um, you also have Bronn, who I feel like is super safe. Super safe. Yep. Uh, I have Tormund. We know he lived. Yep. Um, you have Gendry. Uh, obviously going to live. Uh, you have Yara Greyjoy. I don't think we're going to get anything from Yara anymore. I think she's gone. Uh, Yara Greyjoy, yeah, I think she's gone. Super safe. Yeah, I think she's safe. I think her character arc is done. Right. Um, I have Grey Worm. He didn't die, but I maybe John kills this motherfucker because he, he went full ape shit. I think Grey, uh, you said Greyjoy? Grey Worm. Yeah, he Grey Worm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Grey Worm is absolutely dead. Oh, you think he's going to get killed? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, we still haven't heard from Dario. You have Dario. Yeah, uh, I just so don't think we're gonna get anything from Dario. I have Jack and Agar, so we're even on people that don't fucking matter. Don't basically. matter. Yep. Um, I have Podrick and Mira. We haven't heard from Mira. Pod, Pod the Rod. Pod he's the alive. Rod, super alive. Probably not gonna die. He's banging bitches. Right. He's creating more life right now. And then you have Gilly, who's super alive. So yeah, you're super definitely. In I'm a doing okay. Position. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Okay. Let's uh let's move on and talk real quick about what we've been watching and playing. Um, sure. And then we'll wrap up. So I'll, I'll start here. Um, actually, we can both start. We've both been playing MLB 19, the show. Yeah, I picked it up a couple weeks ago. I talked to you about it, and you kind of asked whether you should pick it up or not. I, I'm yep. I haven't played a major league baseball game in forever. You know, only being on the PlayStation Four or PlayStation uh, platform, rather. Right. Um, I was like, I haven't played one in forever. I wouldn't mind playing it, and I like those games a lot. I think they look really good, and they play really easily. Um, so I was excited to pick it up. Picked it up at Target for 40 bucks, and I think you picked it up digitally, right? Yeah, I picked it up digitally, 42 bucks or something like that. I- I've been sure. on the fence with MLB for the last couple years, like probably a dozen different times. I almost bought MLB The Show 18, and admittedly, because it was Aaron Judge on the cover, I didn't buy it probably half of those sure. times. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was in a conundrum of like, do I spend fifteen dollars and buy eighteen because it has live roster updates, or do I just spend the forty bucks and get the current version? Think, yeah. And I'm glad I did because I looked at a comparison video and like some of the some of the gameplay mechanics definitely improved. So yeah, some um, of the cell shading or some of the shading itself throughout the the field and everything, it, it all just looks better. Right. Uh, the game is great. I have a few gripes with it. I don't really like. The so are, have you played the franchise mode? I've not. I've only played Road to the Show okay. and March to October. Right. I in these um, sports games, I like to just win and cream people. Um, so I'm the guy that will. You like, found the foolproof way to do that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I 
set up a franchise mode and I drafted like all the legends. Um, basically, it gives you the options to make the legends free agents at the beginning of the season. So uh-huh. not only did I do that, but I also turned off the salary, uh, this <clears throat> the salary uh, budget Cap. indicator. Cap, yeah. And uh, yeah, I went full ham and I have fun with that. Uh, in franchise mode, you can play each game in different ways. So you can do the full game where you do everything. Mm-hmm. You can do the manager position where you are um, basically controlling key points in the game. And then you can do a player lock mode where basically you pick what player you you're play gonna... as that person, right? Yep. So I, I enjoy that mode because you can get through a game in like eight to 10 minutes, depending on who you're playing. So I might sit down and go through an entire series within a half an hour. Right. I like that mode a lot. Um, I've also kind of played around with um, the uh, March to October mode, I think it's called. Yes, um, that March to okay. October. I did create a character in Road to the Show, which is like the story mode, like create your own character, bring them up through the miners and all that stuff. And it, I don't know if that's for me. Right. But you I like, like Road to the Show. That's always been my. It's always been the thing that I played the most is create your character and work your way up from Double A AA to Triple A to the show, you know, yeah. to major leagues, and stay up there and make a name for yourself and become a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. I I like that a lot. I think Road. I'm sorry. I think uh, March to October is really cool too, yeah. with the ability of playing in certain specific moments for your team, like. You know, the, I played the first game. It's like, oh, get a win against your a division rival on game one. I didn't. I lost. Right. But it, it wants you to do these different challenges, and I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm always interested in these games um, about, like, why certain people aren't in it. So, you know, like, what was odd to me as I'm going through and drafting these legends is like, yeah, I can get Dustin Pedroia from, like, the 2004 sure. uh, Sox Campaign, team as, yeah. as a legend, yep. um, but I can't get David Ortiz. <laughs> it's like... And I wonder if Ortiz has got some kind of licensing agreement about himself, and I wonder if that's what it is. Certainly but. could be. There's a lot of key people. Because, like, what I wanted to do was create, like, the ultimate Red Sox team. So, like, I was like, <laughs> I want Pedro. I want Garcia Parra. I want Johnny Damon. I still like him as a, re- as a Red Sox. I want, you know, mm-hmm. I want all these people. And almost none of them are in the game. So, right. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. But real good game. Um, it is really fun. I... Uh, you want to talk about Rage 2? Sure, yeah. Uh, Rage 2, the sequel to the original Rage, came out on Tuesday. I picked up from that uh, at the Walmart. Getting decent uh, reviews. Fiasco. Sitting at a 72 on Metacritic. Getting okay reviews. Um, I-, I talked about it on the other show that I do, which is no a video game podcast. Uh, it's definitely not No Double John Elway. I talked about it on the Level Up Show podcast, which is the other video game podcast that I host. Um, and... One of my co-hosts, Ralph, hit the nail on the head. The game is is good. The shooting feels great, but the game's just hollow. There's just nothing to it. Yeah. Um, for an open world game that could offer a lot to play, the how long to beat is sitting at like twelve to fifteen hours, I think, for main like main story and a little bit of extra. That's a pretty short that ain't open doing world it in 2019. game. Yeah. For an open world game, there's a lot of side stuff that you could do that doesn't really matter. Um, a lot of which is really repetitive. Mm-hmm. But the game feel like the mechanics aren't great. Um, in the game, you can upgrade your vehicle because you have your vehicle. You're driving around in this open world. Yep. You can upgrade your abilities. You can upgrade your guns all through different currencies, all three different finds. Uh, it's just a lot. It's kind of cumbersome with the amount of bullshit you have to find to be able to upgrade yourself and to kind of make yourself overpowered. Um, okay. I think the game looks really, really good. 
I think the shooting feels really good, so it feels fun to play, but it's just kind of like, why am I doing this? Because there's just not really a success. Um, not very satisfying. Right. It's definitely not very satisfying. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, when you play a uh, infamous game and you're clearing out sections, you feel right. good about it. Where this, you'll clear out a bandit camp and kill all the bad guys, find four of the six treasure chests and one of the two big treasure chests, but you'll still get a check mark by the thing saying you're done. It's like, well, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Cause you're, and you're a completionist type guy. I am. Yeah. So if I'm going to clear something, I want to check mark when I find everything. So for them to say like, Oh yeah, you're good. But I didn't really find everything that really gets under my skin quite a bit. So, sure. um, I don't see that this game is going to get any higher than a seven on my rating scale okay. out of 10. Um, it's, it's kind of just chicken wing worthy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I made some bomb ass chicken wings last night though. Don't care. Um, I, I seasoned them with, uh, Frank's hot sauce and baked them in the oven for like five. I put them in the oven for like an hour and a half and they were, you ever watch hot ones? Yeah. They were like that, like crispy and nice. really spicy. They're fucking good. Dude. Okay. Um, but yeah, rage two, it's, it's cool. Um, I, I'm glad that I picked it up, but it's not something I'm going to hold on to for a whole lot of time. Okay. Um, I also bought. Uh, a game that you bought, a, ga- a game that I bought years and years ago on the 3DS and a game that I tried to convince you to buy, and I'm really happy right. that you did. It is one of my favorite games of all time, and, and that uh, that game is Shovel Knight. Yeah, pulled the trigger half off, um, looked it up. It was by far the cheapest that it's ever been on the Switch, at least, um, for like, you the get full all collection. that DLC, and yep. it's not even done with the DLC stuff. Correct, right. So... Um, I watched a little bit. Uh, I remember hearing back in the day how like awesome this game was. It was the Celeste of its time and the, sure. what, the you know, the whatever, uh, indie, like probably one of the original awesome indie games that really oh, had a lot of Oh, for sure. The 2014 so, era. Yeah, exactly. Right. When like you had Binding of Isaac and shit like that, that were coming out. So yeah, I picked it up. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play it anytime soon. Um, sure. That might it's worth be a lot like of half a, 50 though. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I agree there. Um, I, those, those just aren't really my games. Like the messenger Celeste, you're not, um, you're not a legacy. Bit, you don't have the nostalgia for an eight bit game. Like I, like I personally do. Right. I do like them and I appreciate them, but, uh, they're the type you of would, games when I hit, yeah. when I hit a barrier, I'm just like, fuck this game. Yeah, you don't so, have any. You don't have any patience for what they offer. Like the difficulty spikes, you have no patience for any of that bullshit. Sure. Yeah, yep. I don't want it to be like Hollow Knight, and I feel like that's maybe a little bit what it's going to be like. Mm, uh, definitely not Hollow Knight because I hated Hollow Knight. Okay, but I played a little bit more God of War. Um, still kind of into it. Sort of creeping along the story mode. Sure. It, I I think you had mentioned it when I said I was replaying it. As you get about three to four hours in, and you're kind of like. The, yeah, the nostalgia good. wore off, and you're yep. like, yeah, this isn't so bad. This game's bad, still but... great, but I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the New Game Plus because I'm, I think, maybe six or seven hours into the story, and I really haven't gotten any upgrades to, like, anything. Um, right. So, and from looking online, that is kind of the story of it, is you have to get pretty far into the New Game Plus before you manage you know, to get anything to upgrading. Yeah, right. for its matter, right? Exactly. Yep, right. I could, I could up technically upgrade right now, and I'm really just trading off stats and getting very minimal um, perks. Basically, is right. what what you're. You're getting not at gaining this point. a whole lot out of doing it. Yeah, what they did do, which was nice, is the shit looks 
way better. Like your armor looks way more badass for what you can well, create in new game. Being plus. able to walk into a level with the blades of chaos and all that armor, it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, with the way that it's 4k and HDR, I mean, it looks awesome, but, um, I'll probably keep chugging along through that just cause it's, it's a really fucking good game. Really good um, game. a game I picked up a couple days ago that I'm actually pretty excited for, um, is Divinity. Divinity Original Sin 2 Enhanced Edition for the Xbox One. That's um, a big-ass RPG, right? It is. Yeah, and if you go look at, like, best RPGs of all time, it's fucking up there. Oh, yeah. Um, it came out a few years ago on PC, got a lot of hype, and then it was released on consoles last year. Um, and we're talking about, like, 10 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10 on almost every big site. GameSpot, Giant Bomb, IGN, they all suck its dick. Um, here's what I can tell you about it. I spent three hours yesterday just creating my character. So if you want to know like how deep it is and how much shit there is to learn and stuff like that, um, I spent nearly three hours just creating a character and played it for about two hours. And just tonight, I created a new character because I realized that one wasn't for me. So it's a really, really in-depth game. Um, what I like about it is you can basically do anything with any character. It really doesn't matter too much um, what you do. Sure. Like, the races don't matter too much other than maybe a couple passive abilities. It's very plug-and-play with the characters that you're choosing. It, it really is, yeah. The first few hours is the hardest part of the game is what I hear to get through because you have no gear, you have no skills and shit like that. And then you the, get... So the onboarding process is very high it and i'm telling you man i've played a lot of these games and if you think diablo's complex this is like 10 times, times as complex yeah. it's yeah. fucking crazy um but it's kind of a top-down diablo-esque mover arounder um everybody is a good yeah. way to describe <laughs> you can talk to everybody um everybody you can talk to it's very immersive and everything and i mean everything is voice acted and yeah. it's really pretty good voice acting. So sure. I, I have high hopes for it. Um, I played a lot of these games on the PC back in the day. Like if you remember like dungeon siege and oh, sure. Neverwinter, um, though that's very reminiscent of these type of games. So right. really looking forward to diving into it. I could really see myself getting lost for like 150 hours in this game. Right. So, I, I, I've never really got into those games. I didn't, didn't look like what I wanted to play, but I, I respect the production value of what that game offers and the yeah. amount of uh, quality game time. Yep. I'm I'm all about it. It looks amazing, too. I, I almost bought it on PlayStation, but it doesn't support 4K or HDR on the PlayStation, so had to go with the X-Bone X. Sure. Uh, we've both been watching Game of Thrones, um, yep. so we obviously know about that. I watched the last episode of Veep. Uh, that was last weekend as well after Game of Thrones aired. Um, yeah. If you, you know, it wasn't by any means like the best finale of a series ever, but it was pretty fucking great. They went full, sure. like, they went full ham bone, and that's a show that is eating ham bones every episode. So um, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. They have like a great like, time with it. Yeah, they have like a great 30 year in the future look back. So nice. that's kind of it. Anything else we want to hit on? I. I watched that uh, that God of War documentary, and I and I think I liked I it more watch than that you too, did. Yeah, I, I think I liked it more than you did. I love 
getting an in-depth look at what how hard it is to make video games, and that did a great job of not only expressing what it is to recreate an iconic character and bring something new to life, but also the challenges of making that game and not really knowing what you want to do until, holy shit, we finally have it, and we have a year to make it. Like That's yeah. such a time crunch, and the, the, the challenges of the producers to ask, ask for extensions to someone playing the game and getting the buy-in, but guess what? That 10 minutes was not even close to what you had for the game, and you have a year to now make a game out of that 10 minutes and yeah. really just the challenges and changes of swapping studios as far as locations go and just uh, I, I i'm very fascinated at how hard it is to make a video game so that was, i love that was probably my that. biggest takeaway um it's not to interrupt you sorry but no it's extremely difficult to make video games yeah my biggest takeaway coming from that was they really nailed home the fact that um you know that they were desperate to get a game that was going to that was going to really bring them back. And they were on the brink of closing and then they consolidated studios. And there was one point where I can't remember if she's like the CEO of the, the uh, Santa Monica or whatever, but they are sitting down with a couple of these people that, and they ask like, you know, tell us Kratos is going through like all these personal sacrifices. Tell us about what your personal sacrifices. And she was like, I can't talk. I can't. Yeah. This is so. I was just going to ask you what were you my my. I was going to ask you what your two big takeaways were from from the the documentary. My my two big takeaways from it were the the moment where you had the two producers, the two and one of them being like I think the studio head right. of of uh, Santa Monica Studios, uh, and they ask you know what is it like to make so many personal sacrifices in order to make these games? And I don't I, I can't remember Yumi something is her name. One, yeah, one uh, girl was basically she. Like- She's I have a like, great family. You know, I've got a great family who allows me to sacrifice all these things and allows me to miss these things. And, and it's just, it's, it's great to have a family here, but you know, I'm, I'm able to miss the things at home that I, I shouldn't, but I, I sacrifice a lot. And the other lady, uh, was just straight up. Like, I, I, I can't, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And then you also have a similar moment with, uh, the, the Kratos voice actor, um, the guy from Stargate. And, uh, yeah. he, he had a similar moment when they were talking about the impact of this character and he kind of gets a little personal about it. And then he shuts down really quick. Like it's, it's a he different world. Yeah, he basically says like Kratos is me. I'm a shitty father. Like that's yeah. kind of what he, what he says is like, right. I spent, yeah. I spent eight or nine years on Stargate and didn't Fucked see my, my kids grow up. up and yeah, exactly. Right. It cost Fucked me my life up. And this is, this is me letting that out. Yeah. And I think just, the documentary really talks, really makes you understand that like you feel this in the game. That's why the yeah. game was so great. And this is why is you got these people that are living I mean, it. It's embodying them. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really, it's really a personal story here. And, and I love, like I said, I love video game stuff and seeing a, a documentary about my favorite, one of my favorite video games of all time and my favorite video game of 2018, it was really, really cool to see. So um, right. I'm all about that. Um, I am trying to watch more of uh, more of the show on Vice, that wrestling show I was, t- I was talking about before. I don't remember if we sure. talked about that on air or not. A little bit. Um, uh, I'm, I'm really trying to get more into into that. They just did a, an episode on the Von Eriks, I believe it was. Okay. And, uh, and I want to say they just did one on the fabulous Moolah also. That's right. Um, so – uh, I would like to get get be able to watch more of that, and I'm still watching uh, Titans when I can. So okay, um, that's kind of it. We're at a cool hour thirty or so, and uh, I think that's going to be a wrap. Yeah, that's uh, we'll be back on Sunday for our oh. Game of Thrones reaction to the I, last episode of Game of Thrones. 
I think what we should do for sure is, you know, they have, they have a documentary themselves. That's going to um, be the, the following week. The week after. And then I think we should probably do one more even after that and really just kind of encompass the series. I uh, completely agree. And I think we'll have a really deep dive. I think that episode will go really long. Um, yep. But I think it'll be really good to really hash out great moments, great characters, and, and our favorite things. So you, you got a lot of you got a couple more weeks of Game of Thrones from us before we really finally wrap that up and, and put a pin in it. But, uh, man, my my anticipation level is lower than it's ever been for Game of Thrones this Sunday. Um, I'm not sure that we'll ever have a show that... At the same time, my curious... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't, I don't think that we'll ever have a show that lets people down as much as this one has in the final season. Um, I think, I, I really think that, uh, that Sopranos, at least finale really rubbed people a lot the long, the wrong way, but yeah, I, I, I don't so. disagree with you. Um, I, I am excited because I want to see how it ends, but my anticipation for it is really lacking. Right. So, uh, well, thanks for listening. That's, we'll yeah, we'll be back get, on Sunday. Uh, I'm I Tony. I'm Derek. This is the DTS uh, show. Goodbye. No, that's not how we end this fucking uh, show. We out here. 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 I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. Hat is matted black. And the boots are black to match. <laughs> My love is a movie. Bull riding and boobie. Trailer and something Gucci.